Player 2, this is Player 1. Plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2. Plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in to episode 114. 1 plus 1 plus 4 6 is 6. So in an alternate dimension, this would be episode number 6. Okay. But it's actually 114 in this world. In this day and age of Jesus Christ, the year 2016, this is episode... I almost said 116. 114. <laughs> so, Tim, what have you been... Oh, wait. I'm Zach. And alongside of me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, Minions. So, what have you been up to this week? Let's just just screw everything else. Yes. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Um, trouble. Um, no, uh, typical work stuff. Um, although, I did have a party of 20 people come in right before close, which sucked. I was there so late. Was um, that the night the Mafia 3 came out? Of course. Yes. Yeah, that'd be Not that you'd have played anyways. I would have. No, I was too tired. I would have. Um, so I got some exciting news, but I'm going to save that for last, I think. Oh, God damn it! So today, um, I was going to play some video games, but I ended up spending all day taking care of my damn car. So... I love that game. It, no. It's the game alive, 2K17. So I had an appointment for 9.15 for oil change and swapping out tires, um, winter tires for the other t- set of tires I have. There's nothing wrong with those tires. Just swapping them out. Took three hours. The- now... To, m- to move your tires? Well, just because it was car dealership and there's like literally, probably... They're like pulling people off the line. They're like, hey, this guy over here wants to buy a car. Stop working on no, his no, and go sell him a car. There's a separate service department, but there's probably like, I don't know, 100 to 200 people in the service department every day. Do you go to Mr. Bananas? No. Why? Where's Mr. Bananas? I'm not trying to say a real name here so we don't get sued, but Mr. Ma- Bohannas? Oh, no. Okay. No. Those guys are dicks. They are dicks. No, I don't go there. Okay. Um, I actually like them. Do you go to the Spider-Man web? Nope. Okay. No, I, I go somewhere else. Um, they're actually pretty cool, but... Do you go to the Mexican joint right down here off of Fourth Plane? It's not Mexican. Yeah, there's like a... There's like a... Uh, like a used tire, new tire I'll Mexican go, joint I'll here. It's like a, a big orange actual building. actual Toyota dealership. Oh, never not mind. Whatever you go to with your knockoff Mexican... Yoitotas. Yeah, well, um, I mean, Yodas, by the way. Yodas. Yeah. Driving a Yoda. Yep. So, um, I actually like their facility because they have an espresso machine, and you can just hit it up as much as you want. I think I remember you telling us about this on an earlier episode. And they got a fireplace, they got Wi-Fi, they've got power outlets everywhere, so I bring my Surface and usually get some work done for the website, and like button smashers or plug and play. That's nice. Um, I was going to play a game for review, but unfortunately... Although it loaded up originally on my Surface, mm-hmm. it crashed this time, so oh, I, I ended up uninstalling it. It just kept, it would get through, like, 
the whole intro, and then once the game loaded, it would, it would just crash. Which is weird, because it was playing for a while. That's very strange. I was wondering if I could, I don't know, change my system resources somehow and make it play, but I just ended up deciding I'll play it at home on my Alienware. Anyway, so, didn't play the game. Um, so I had three hours at the dealership. I mean, even with Wi-Fi and free coffee, it gets a little boring. So Did you buy a new car? No, I did have to make my own fun. So, so you want to slash car tires? No, I built my first PC without you. What'd you build? I built a Tingbot. You built a Tingbot? What the fuck is a Tingbot? I'll, I'll talk about it during Tech Talk. Oh, goddammit. But I will say that people were looking at me funny. There's like, you know, a pretty full lobby. And I'm like unfolding this box and pulling out circuit boards and wiring them together. What? Yeah. The fuck is a Tingbot? I'll show you later. I'm intrigued by a Tingbot. I'll show you later, and I'll put we'll put pictures up for uh, people okay. on, only for people on the YouTube. Okay, YouTube.com forward slash PunkPlayGamer. But anyway, like one fourteen. Yeah, I had, I had a, they have a nice shelf and everything, and I just had it all laid out, and I was putting the things together, and people were like, "What's he doing, mommy? What's he doing over there?" They're like, "Mommy, he, he's building the bomb." <laughs> That's probably what they're thinking. he's building the bomb. <laughs> no one asked me, but they wanted to. I could tell. It's awesome. <laughs> So even with that, even with surfing the internet, I still got bored. Um, I was getting kind of hungry, too, because like 11.30. So I wandered over to the um, vending machine, and the typical stuff like grandma's cookies, Snickers, potato chips. And then there's this red see-through mesh bag. It's for a dollar. Okay. And I took a picture of this. I put it on Twitter. That's the one well. that you sent me? Yeah. Yeah. The crack um, cocaine bag? Yeah. And the only thing I could see inside, because it's like a see-through mesh. It looks like a caramel. So, if I don't know if you blew up the picture, but no. it says Mary Jane's on it. No, it doesn't. I swear to God, it does. So, I was like, what's in the bag? Did you buy it? What's in the... Come on, I was a dollar. I had to know. So, what was in the bag? It was almost as good as I imagined. It was pretty awesome, actually. Um, was there more bags, or was it just one? There was a bag within a bag. No, 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 I meant, like, behind that bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's more. Okay. I'm kind of guessing they're all the same, but I don't know. Um, So, I got the bag for a dollar. First of all, I was paying the butt. I put a dollar into the... They wouldn't take it. I actually had to um, authorize my credit card. And then I freaked out because it authorized it for $5. What? Right? Um, But then I pushed the end button, and finally it made the other $4 go away. But it kind of pissed me off for a second. I'm like, I don't need four more candy bars. Oh, my God. So I was a little bit annoyed there for a second, but I I did figure it out. Anyway, I got the bag. I took it back to my little area where I was, you know, building my bomb and everything. By this point, like, everybody in the lobby is, like, convinced that I'm insane because of what happens next. So I I take, I dump the bag out, and there's about... um, Eight to ten pieces of candy. Okay. There's a bit of honey, and there is this candy called Mary Jane. And I read the ingredients before I ate it, because Mary Jane. Yeah. It's apparently just an old-timey candy that has kind of like a peanut brittle caramel kind of flavor. Huh. It's pretty unique. It's it's hard to... I mean, something between caramel and peanut. Weird. Yeah, it was weird. But um, not bad, not great. I wouldn't seek it out, but, you know, the name made it cool. Yeah, it made it really cool. Yeah. Mary Jane and a bit of honey. And then there's huh. a big package um, behind all the candy. In the, and I open it up. Well, first, I unfold my knife to tear it open. I'm sure everybody's watching me. I'm, oh, God, he's got a knife. <laughs> oh, God, the bomber's got a knife. The bomber's got a knife. <laughs> so I opened up the bag, put my knife away. Um, and it was uh, vinyl 
It was something inflatable. What? You know, the things like a beach ball. Yeah. Couldn't tell what it was, really. And I decided Big not- inflatable penis. He just blew it right in front of the kids. Well, I decided not to unfold it. I decided to see what happened when I blew it up. <laughs> so, I blow it up. It's a guitar. Like a big one? Huge. I'll show you a picture right now. And what? You can post this on our video. Okay, too. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a huge guitar. <laughs> Inside that little bag? Mm-hmm. What the hell? Yeah. Um, How the hell? So, in this vending machine, in a car dealership, is this random... Pothead candy with a guitar. A plastic guitar. Oh my god, that thing's huge! It's almost the size of a real guitar. That's like almost the size of the fucking table. Yeah. So, <laughs> Crazy Bomb Man is now like opening bags of candy and it has a Blowing plastic... guitars. So yeah, that was pretty fun. That's how I had fun in a car dealership. Um, what did you do this with? No, 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 you said you had exciting news. I was seeing if you were paying attention. Good job. Alright, so it's... Kind of sight news, too, because I just signed up for the PlayStation experience for the first time. This is the third year running, and I've always wanted to go to it. Um, the stars kind of aligned this year. So we talked about this like two weeks ago, we guys, did. and Tim wasn't sure if he was going to be able to go because of finances and taking time off of work. It's Yeah, it's going to be a bit expensive. It's going to be two of my most busy work days, which means I lose some income, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to Anaheim, California, December 3rd and 4th, going to check out the PlayStation experience. Nice. And hopefully see some VR games before they're released. Maybe you'll get uh, to see... Uh, Capcom's having a tournament. I think Street Fighter. It'd have to be Street Fighter. But they're doing some kind of, um, you know, big event. Maybe The Last of Us 2 will be premiered there. That would be cool. That'd be epic. Um, but it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be exciting. To try to do a couple uh, fa- Facebook videos like you did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll definitely get some video. Nice. Pictures. And Send it back to me. I can edit it. Throw it up. Yep. And uh, we'll see if I write an article or not. I might not. December 3rd and 4th, huh? Yep. Saturday, Sunday, December 3rd okay. and 4th. When's, uh, when's your little package coming? December 31st. Okay. So it's not the same time. That's good. Yeah. Very close. So yeah, I'm super excited to uh, check out Sony's event. Um, I've heard online that they're pretty cool. I'm sure we'll be quite... I heard you get a lot of cool free swag and shit. Well, I mean, after all the travel and stuff, is it really free? But uh, yeah, it's very I'm true. sure I'll walk away with a shirt, probably a couple... I don't know, DLC codes or something. But it'll be cool. But enough about me. What have you been up to? So this week, um, I'm prepping for hunting, which starts this Friday, or this coming Saturday. So the day this podcast comes out. So how many days are you going hunting? So I'll do Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday. And then I'll probably do majority of the nights of the week in Battleground. Oh, okay. And then I will do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the following weekend until the season's over, unless I get something. So So you have a one limit? Just or? one, yeah. Okay. So um, unless somebody else helps me pack it out, and then I owe them to help them until they get something, but we'll see. So we went to the, or I went to the rifle range, which, by the way, they take basically any rifle there. So you are good. Cool. I, would uh, like I can't to... remember what caliber yours is, but. It's a two, two, three. Yeah, you're fine. So, because um, my caliber is actually bigger I mean, I have a thirty out six as well, but yeah, but mine is a three hundred win mag, so you can definitely go. Cool. I'd so, like to take my AR out a little more often. Yeah. So uh, it was like eighteen dollars. Um, it's twenty three after I bought some targets there. Um, for a whole entire day, 
But I did find a loophole. Me and you can go together. I can buy a two-day pass, and then we can both use them that same exact day, and it's like gives us basically you pay for one and a half visits. So it saves us like six bucks, seven bucks. Okay. Um, so even though you're getting a two-day pass, you're, you're using both on the same day? Yep. Okay. That's yeah. weird. So I can buy a two-day pass and then put it on... Um, bring it in and then basically it's good for me and a buddy to come or it's good for me for two days. Cool. So, um... Did you get your rifle all sighted in? So that's a thing. That thing fucking kicks like a horse. On the shoulder that you're just trying to adjust from the chiropractor? Yeah. <laughs> so, I did pretty decent... <laughs> alternate shoulders to try to shoot left hand. Yeah, oh my god. So I did decent, like the first like three were all within like the target. They weren't like dead center but they were all within like the kill zone, you know? But then, like, after that, like, every time I was about ready to pull the trigger, I'd just, like, back my shoulder off because I was like, I don't want to take the blow. So then it got really bad. Can't do that. Yeah. So. shooting at 100 yards or what were we doing? Yeah, shooting at 100 yards. Um, and it was, like, kind of, like, overcast and foggy that day because it had been raining. You got to practice for real hunting. Yeah. Bro. So it was kind of, like, hard to see and it was kind of, like, foggy. So I don't know if I need to bring my glasses with me just in case. So I might bring my glasses with me while I go hunting. Um, but then after I did the rifle side of it, I went over to the pistol side of it and then blew the shit out of stuff for cool. like 200 and some odd rounds. I threw my Beretta. So that was pretty fun. Nice. Yeah. So did that. Um, and then I came back from that at like six o'clock and then I started on yard maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. So. You comb your little grass holes? No, not yet. Your yard still has some bald spots. I know. You need like some kind of. Mutant super grass. I know. What I need to do is I need to dig out some of the soil because that's where the trees were mm-hmm. and put like new soil down that doesn't have like all the tree bark and everything else in it. Um, so I need to do that. But before that, when they cut down the trees, they didn't dig out the first top inch, which they were supposed to do. Yeah. Um, leaving behind all the seeds for the tree. So now I have little tiny trees popping up everywhere because they get sunlight. So I need to put a uh, weed killer on my whole entire lawn. So I found this like epic killer that kills every single thing underneath the sun besides grass. So it kills bees too. That's fine. Fuck the bees. Dude. I know the bee population sucks, but fuck the bees. Bees went on these endangered species list. I know. The over the first There's like time. 40 of them. That you know what on. happens if all the bees die, right? Coffee goes away. No, everything fucking goes away. I don't give a fuck about everything else. Coffee goes away. We'll starve to death. We'll have to start eating people. I'm fine with that. Okay. With the coffee. Well, I mean, you could freeze dry. You could you could stock up on coffee. That's very true. Coffee keeps. So I'm fine with it. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> so it basically kills so, everything. When we all die from starvation next year, you can thank Zach's Zach. front yard. Yeah. Yeah. Great. yeah. This is great. Exactly. Winter is coming. Two K seventeen. Apparently. So we did that. Um, then Sunday, we went. To the pumpkin patch. Cool. And that was pretty cool. We went up to BZ Farms. That's my favorite. Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah, so we've never been there before. I like it because they have those slingshots. That was cool, and you get two shots with your price of admission. My but wife would like to do it, so I get four shots. Okay. So I didn't realize that like you had to hold on to the ropes when you walked backwards. I just held on to the bottom piece. Okay. I think I hold on to the bottom of myself. Oh, well, it slipped out of my fucking left hand because my fucking short, stubby fingers. <laughs> so I, like, shot, like, two feet and fell, and I was like, 
Well, I guess I'll hold on to the ropes. Yeah. So I haven't. I didn't hit the bucket though. I was like really fucking close. I've hit the bucket several times. What do you get? You just um, get like that little sheet, you, sheet bag or something that's in there. They have like a variety of stuff, like T-shirts, little um, huh. tiny um, scarecrows made out of straw. Mm, that's cool. Little decorations. Yeah, that's cool. Something. I've hit the bu- bucket, but I hit the edge of it. Oh, I never, I never sunk one in yet. Gotcha. But it's still fun. Yeah, it is fun. So, and then we did the corn maze. And I don't know if they change the corn maze up every year or uh, not. Maybe. But uh, we went through the corn maze, and then like probably like three hundred feet into it, because it was like raining, so it was like mud. Fucking dropped the map. Oh, no. So then, like, I, like, picked it up. I was like... Well, you know how my sense of direction is, right? Yeah. So, actually, last year, um, my daughter took the lead. Oh, shit. No, she got us straight through. Like, if we're stuck in a dungeon, bro, my daughter's taking point. Really? Yeah. She got us through really good. I got us through within, like, 45 minutes. It's not bad. Yeah, not bad. I think she got it through faster, though. Really? And she, like, didn't hesitate. Like, all right, left. No, pass that one. Now turn left. Whoa. She read the map really well. Oh, well, I didn't have a map, goddammit. Well, you and your stubby fingers fucking drop and stuff. That was my other hand. I had oh, coffee my stubby fingers. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we did the pumpkin patch. That was fun. Then we got to pick up pumpkins. Little tiny ones. Like, they were all, like, they were all, like, rotted. I've seen on... Really? Yeah, they were, like, all fucking, like, all the stems on them were, like, all rotted out and shit on Man, the other ones. Weird. Because of how, like, wet it's been. It's been that wet. That long. I don't know. They're all like all mushy and shit. I've seen stencils online. I want to make a trumpkin. Trumpkin. I like the one where it's puking out. Yeah, I did did that last year. Oh, did you? I did. That's cool. I have a picture somewhere. Sweet. Um, So then I did that. And then also, I have started on that Alienware case that was sitting up there that's a fucking huge ass case. Uh I'm going to turn that into a magic deck box. Okay, cool. So I've been started working on modifications in that. So now I need to figure out what type of material I'm going to build the inside of it with. I'm seeing like some sort of like light plexiglass, maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we'll see. Cool. Yeah. Because I'm running out of room for decks and it's getting ridiculous. So you're buying cards every week? No, I'm not actually. It's just accumulating and then packs didn't help any when they gave me like four or five you decks. You got a backpack full of cards then. Yeah. So I didn't really help too much. So that's what I've been doing this week. What have you been playing this week? I probably got these in the wrong order. Well, I mean, it's no surprise we've both been playing some Mafia 3. Oh, yeah. You've gotten further than me, um, and you probably continue to because what is this like Windows Restart Hour? First year computer and online. Um, brief aside, Windows ticked me off today. Um, a pop up. I'm just I'm doing whatever. Yeah. Pop up says we'd like to ask you a quick question. Would you recommend uh, Windows 10 to your friends and colleagues? And, and this survey pops up, and they said you know one to five. And yeah. I, I picked one. One, we're sorry to hear that. Would you like to explain your answer? And I said, yes. <laughs> this pop-up. Because annoying pop-ups <laughs> surveys happen when I'm trying to work on my computer. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Mafia 3. I haven't had that yet. Oh, it's annoying. I mean, if we're on the same schedule, you're going to get yours in like two minutes. Okay. Um, Mafia 3. Looks great. It's fun. Um, I put uh, the intro to the game up and yeah. also put a short video of a messed up conversation. That was a really messed up conversation. Early in the game, so you're not really spoiling much. Um, but yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, they're both short videos on our YouTube channel if you want to check them out. Um, but you should be playing the game. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. just started playing Event Zero. I was actually hoping to play that game at the Event car dealership. Zero? Event Zero? Um, that's what I'm going to be reviewing for the BudSmashers.com. Um, it sounds event. not very eventful. Zero events. <laughs> 
It's a uh, actually I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting into it. I was going to play it like I said at the dealership, but although it started up fine when I tested it out at yeah. home on my Surface, when I got there it just crashed, which is fine. I mean, my Surface is not a gaming machine. I was hoping to be low enough resources that I could play it. Yeah, but no. So I'll be playing it at home. It'll be a little bit of a hassle because I play on the big screen TV, and this game you need the keyboard. Oh, okay. Because um, the setup is basically um, you're in space. The AI, I think, forces you to abandon ship, um, and then you, you're in your lifeboat, and you see an, another, like a cruise ship, like an older ship, and so you go to it because, you know, you don't have a lot of options. Yeah. And you get there, and there's nobody there. Um and There's nobody on the cruise ship. Nobody on the cruise ship. And you go from, like, console to console, and you talk to the ship's AI. Okay. And... Is this the one where you get to build, like, a relationship with the ship's AI? Yes. So every time you go to a different console, the AI isn't sure it's you, not sure if it's trusting you. Yeah. And you have to build trust. If you're a dick to the AI, it'll be a dick back, and um, I'm looking forward to getting into it, but I just... Barely started, and then I'm going to have to start over, I think, unless the Steam save works. Um, but I'm not that far anyway. But looking forward to that. A game I played through to completion was one of the PlayStation Plus games we talked about last week called Actual Sunlight. Actual depressing. So I played this game because um, my Vita is right next to my bed. Yeah. I sometimes use it for my alarm clock. So this is about midnight I started the game. Okay. And I finished it around 2, 2.30 a.m. Wow. So this is, you know, the time when it's all quiet and dark and alone. Yeah. Your thoughts turn, just, you know, turning in your own head as it is already. So this game is about... Now this game at the beginning of has like a warning. Yes. There's a, it's rated mature. Um, there's some language, I guess, but it's mostly rated, rated mature for the subject matter. And there's a trigger warning at the very beginning that says, this game deals with suicide and depression. Would you like to exit now? Yeah. That's like your first choice. If um, so, we will not refund you your money. Too bad. Yeah, it's about this lonely, sad, overweight, middle-aged guy. And um, he goes to work on the bus, doesn't talk to anybody, he gets to work, talks to a couple people, comes home to his apartment late at night, eats garbage in the refrigerator. One time he goes to the store and he's like, I'm going to buy some healthy food. Uh, maybe next time. And he goes home and he's <laughs> It's a frozen pizza. <laughs> and it's all about how, you know, he's at a point in his life where he doesn't have new opportunities. Anymore. Yeah. Like he's, he, like, realized everything's passed him by. Everything's passed him by. He's not in his 20s anymore. He can't go to college and get it. I mean, I guess he could, but he's, he's, he's too depressed. He's stuck in a rut. He he can't. He wants to change. He can't thing. see a way out. He doesn't see a way out. And the game will lead you to a point where there is no way out. It's an, there's an inevitable, the game is very linear. Um, you can, you know, vary your conversations with the people who come across and there's, um, it's a lot of text. So there is some parts where you control him walking around and talking to people, but a lot of times it's him, um, it's kind of a, you know, sitting in his apartment. He, he plays games too, by the way. What does he? Yeah. Like video games? Yeah, video games. Oh, how depressing. Yep. There's actually a pretty funny, um. He's like, oh, Mafia 3 just came out. Cool. Yeah, he, he writes a review on Reddit or something about um, Alan Wake. And oh, how, really? How, like, how much of a bullcrap game it is or whatever. It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> funny. But anyway, this game comes to an inev inevitable conclusion. And, um, yeah, it's very honest about his feelings. Like, you, 
it's hard to disagree with him. Like he paints, he knows he's not likable. Mm-hmm. He understands it. He doesn't think he can ever change. And you kind of end up sort of agreeing with him. Hmm. So you're very sympathetic to him, but on the other hand, you're like, just do it, dude, jump. Well, you don't want to, I mean, the thing is, is like someone's depressed. You want to tell them that it's going to get better. Yeah. But you don't know that. Yeah. You don't know it's going to get better for them. I mean, why is it going to get better for them? Yeah. It's not like Megan Fox is just going to come over and make everything better for you. Right. So it it, it is a depressing game, but it's a strikingly honest game. It's the best Mm. picture of depression. I know there's other games out there that depict depression. One's called Depression Quest. Hmm. That was kind of the whole center of the gamers gay controversy. Huh. But um, yeah, you you I you kind of identify with the character. You you feel his pain for sure. And, huh. Um, yeah, it takes you to a dark place. And I'm glad I went there. I don't know that I'd recommend this game to anyone that was already depressed. Yeah. I don't think it would give them any ideas they didn't already have. But <laughs> it might solidify them. That's the argument I got with my wife about. It was like, would this game push someone over the edge? Over the edge to suicide? Yeah. Would they say, you know, you're right. It is hopeless. There's nothing I can do to make myself better. Why even try? But my argument was, I don't think a game is going to give anyone thoughts they aren't already having. Yeah. And it might actually be good. To, to play it out. To see, well, to see that other people are going through that. Maybe to have the game as a conversation starting point with some friends. Mm-hmm. I see it as only really being a possible positive thing. Um, like, she was worried, like, you know, like, should this game even be out there? Yeah. And we had a discussion about that. Well, I mean, there's games out there with, like, like where your whole entire goal is to go and shoot up a school. So Right, I mean... Party hard. Yeah, well, I mean, that, but that's not school. I mean, that's like parties. Those are pretty fucking annoying. I mean, like, if I could go over and stab... Never mind, we're not going to go down this road, but... <laughs> there's, Yeah, it's interesting what, what content we consider controversial. Yeah. Um, but it, it goes to the dark places. It goes there really well. Um, I, the game <laughs> It goes there really well. well I mean, it goes there amazing. Well, it, it has a genuineness and yeah. honesty. Um, it's something that clearly the game designer has intimate... Do I was going to say, you think, like, the game designer possibly has been the, down the this level, road before? The level of honesty, he has to be dealing with depression. I don't know him personally or his story, but this it came through very clearly, like... He like, had dealt with it or is dealing with it? It would be hard for me to... For me, not having constant depression... Yeah. For me to come up with the kind of... The, the very... Just raw and mm-hmm. honest portrayal of depression. I don't think I could fictionalize that so yeah hmm. that was actual sunlight i'm really glad i played it it was only two hours um but the game has really stuck with me um but yeah it's one of those ones where i don't know if i want to recommend or yeah it's uh it was a game for sure huh. so yeah why don't you talk more about Mafia it was 3? on a vita too right on, on the vita. so it's on a depressing console depressing game i think you could probably play it on ps3 a lot of vita games you can again that's pretty depressing though she come out for Wii U. <laughs> uh, or Xbox One. Yeah. Oculus. Yep. Oh, Oculus. <laughs> okay, so Mafia Wait, 3. one thing. I'm hearing people call it the Rift now. Like, yeah, it's is, the is Rift. That, well, I know it's Oculus Rift, but... like Oculus is the company, Rift is the product. Okay, but people are just calling it Rift, and for a yeah. while that was really like weirding me out. But... Yeah. 
Anyway. I still call it the Oculus Rift. Cute. Yeah. So, Mafia 3, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I want to give you a chance at least... Well, I think a lot of people haven't played too far yet. Yeah. Not just me. So, um, you start off as uh, Lincoln Clay, an African-American, possibly half Italian. No, he is. He's half. Is he? Yeah. Is he half Italian? Well, they said that his father might be. Oh, well, he's... Anyway, he, his father he, is a white man. He's biracial. Yeah, he's biracial of some nature. Um, his parents are dead, I'm assuming, um, because he was taken in to an orphanage, basically, and raised by a gentleman by the name of Sammy. Um, Sammy runs the Black Mafia in New Bordeaux. Um, and Sammy is a character, I will say that. He's a father figure with motives. Yep. He, uh, I think he is more of a father figure than his motives, but his motives to be a father figure led him down a path that, uh, sets off the course of events that is Mafia 3. Um, I think he tried too much and tried to be too much for too many people, and that is what Mafia 3 is built around. He needed to be more selfish. A little bit. Um, so, have you, have you had a sit down with the Italian Mafia members? Yeah. Okay. So, you basically know that, like, Sammy at this point has taken substantial amount of funds to give back to the African American community and help raise, you know, members of the community like Lincoln Clay. Um, and that's where everything Mafia goes wrong. Doesn't like that. They're like, no, money's for us. Yeah. So instead of using money to make money, like Mafia usually does, He's too, too he much. uses the money to better the. Uh, and that comes yeah. becomes a problem when he's uh, late on his payments. Exactly. Up the chain. So, um, you start out Mafia 3 inside of The other character the... that you're introduced to in the first sit-down, was he a, a character in the Mafia 2? He was. Okay. So, he, I think it might have actually been Mafia 1, possibly. Oh, was it? Because when is Mafia 2 set? Which one was in the 20s? Or 30s or whatever? One was really old. One was... Mafia, well, Mafia 1 and 2, I believe, are, um... Is it one of the 40s, or...? No. What are the the cars like? Very, very old. Like, Model T old, or like... like Hold on, we gotta Google this now. I don't even know. You don't want to play them. I know, but it's been so long, Mafia 1... I'm sitting Mafia video games. Okay, so Mafia 1. 1930s. 1930s. Okay, so Mafia 1 was 1930s. Mafia 2. Mafia series. Mafia. Where that was Mafia 2. Mafia. First release. Mafia 3. No, that's not what I want. That's Mafia 2. Mafia 2. Mafia 2 is 1940s, in the okay. early 50s. So someone coming up in that game could theoretically be still in the 60s? Yes. Because he was older. He was, he was. probably 60. Um, and if I remember correctly, the character from Mafia 1 
It's the same character that's in Mafia um, 2. Okay. Um, that's cool to have some continuity that way. Yeah. So one thing I was noticing um, for as little as I played was that there was definitely a difference, even though you're running around and shooting people and driving in cars, that it felt different than Grand Theft Auto. It feels so much different. And I'm not sure... There's a lot more environmental draw. Well, it feels a little bit more like real driving. Yeah. Um, like you sort of want to obey the traffic rules. Yeah. I mean, you can run red lights, but you feel like, that cop's kind of watching me. Cause yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you've got a watch meter. Yeah, that's a cool thing I like, that they have a, a little blue meter behind you when a cop's, you know, yeah, watching, watching you. Like, you. Like, okay, maybe I could blow this light, but I probably shouldn't ram the car. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, so I like that. Do you still have his car? Yeah. Oh. I lose my car? I love that car. You don't lose it unless you fuck it up real bad. Oh, okay. I like went flying off the side of a bridge trying not to hit a cop. So cars don't regenerate in garages? Well, it did one time, but then it wouldn't let me in it, and now it's gone. I don't know what the fuck happened to it. That's funny. Yeah. So now I'm going around stealing cars until I find a really nice one. So anyway, if you guys are interested in Mafia 3, you definitely want to listen. It's a lot of fun. You want to listen to the end of the podcast, too. Or, well, actually, not the end, is it? Yeah, the end of the podcast. End of the podcast. You want to listen to the end of the podcast. Oh, that's true. You want to listen to the end of the podcast. Very end. So I know you played something else, though, too. So I played Cluster Truck and actually reviewed it, quick dilked it, on oh, cool. uh, the Nice. Um, so, as my opening slide says in that video, Cluster Truck is a clusterfuck of trucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> Cluster Truck is awesome. So... I didn't realize, I thought it was like like 10 maps and like the game was over. I was like, oh man, this game's really fucking short. But those are worlds. So every world consists of 10 maps. And, uh... So there's 100 levels. Or more. Oh, okay. Or they could have more. I don't know. I haven't beat it yet. I only did World 1. Okay. Um, but holy shit, do they get freaking difficult to the point where like trucks are literally like in the very end of it, um... Well, you guys can see up in the top right of this video, I'll just post a, like a little short like video of like what I'm talking about, um, but I'll show you on break. It's like uh, trucks are like going off of a bridge, sort of, that's like earthquake hit, it's like cracked down, so like imagine a bridge, and then like also it just drops about 10 feet, and then the bridge continues. Well, these trucks are like going up and like flipping and shit, and somehow I have to jump over them, stall, Wait for a truck to plow through them to knock them over so that I can jump on top of that truck and continue on. Nice. Yeah. Lots of mid-air jumps. A lot of mid-air jumps. So, um, and they have abilities, too. I haven't really looked into it, but like, you can do like, special abilities. Like, upgrade, like, a double dash and a grappling hook and, yeah. Grappling hook. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, weird. Weird stuff. But, uh, yeah. So, that's what I've been playing this week. Mainly Mafia 3, basically all the time I can. Um... And I've just been walking around like shooting white supremacist assholes. Nice. Yeah, so. Wait, do you feel conflicted about that? A little bit. But it's kind of weird when I, whenever I walk somewhere and they're like, hey, boy, you're not supposed to be back here. And I'm like. Yeah, they they don't shy away from racism. Oh, no. It's like, and like if you get into some of them, like where you see Confederate flag, like the main, like the little NPCs will not hold back from saying the N-word. Like yeah. just straight up. Yeah. So, um. Crazy. Weird. That's how it is in the It South. kind of actually, like, takes me back a little bit because it's, like, so uncommon 
but the game feels like so realistic that I'm like, oh shit. Well, I mean, it's set in '68. Yeah, that's which is height. in the south. Yeah, which was the height that's, of. It's not unrealistic. No, because they're talking about the assassination of JFK, assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. Um, that was a messed up time. Like, yeah, leaders were getting assassinated left and right. Malcolm X died right after. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be looking forward to getting into that stuff. Yeah, it uh, it's pretty interesting. So, um, ready to have a tech talk? Let's do some tech talk. All right, show me your tingle box. All right, before I do, I'm going to show you some pictures. This okay. is what I was doing in the car dealership. So that looks like a bomb. It's a box. What I, Definitely looks I like a bomb I should take a picture box. of the bottom. This is actually from Europe, so there's a customs uh, oh, slip shit. on it. So, you know, and then I put all the parts out. Then I had to wire these in like that. Okay. So I got them all right. Okay. Put the red wire, the red wire is supposed to be, and the yellow wire where the yellow wire is supposed to be. And then I put that piece there, this piece there, starting to come together. Looks like USB ports. So this is what goes around it. It's like a really thin plastic sheath. You okay. Perforate it, and then these screws, I don't know if it comes across how tiny they are. Yeah, I know how tiny they are. That was actually They're the motherboard hard, screws. It was the hardest part, is getting those screws to hold it all the all together. And that's what it looks like all put together, and I will bring it out now. So what does Tinglebot do while you're bringing this out? Tingbot. Tingbot. Tinglebot, gotcha. Um, is a Raspberry Pi. Um, that's half of it, and then the Tingbot part is an LCD touchscreen and okay. a case. Um, huh. And then there's uh, this thing called uh, Tide that it imports apps. Um, but you can run, I mean, it's still Raspberry Pi when it comes you down to You can run it. anything. Um, so I I just did this today. I don't have very much loaded on it yet, but there's a Tingbot. Huh. Should so we got tiny little USBs hooked into it. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's all loading up. Coding up, as I like to call it. Um, so it's it's got four buttons. Which a Raspberry Pi wouldn't. Um, this is, what is that? That is for my keyboard, which I haven't figured out like, how, how, how to use it yet because I don't. I don't have. What's that? That's Wi-Fi, which isn't going to work. Which will not work because I don't have. To get Wi-Fi, I'd have to take the memory card out and put the Wi-Fi information into it for your place. It's uh, for my place. So um, you can hook this thing into the internet then. Um, what I'd like to do is find an app. Here's Flappy Fla- Bird. Flappy Bird. So I'll click on that one. See, I'm going to die in this angle, but you can see it at least. Here we see. Okay. Uh, so it's not touchscreen at this point? No. Uh, not for this game. Ah, uh, can't get past one on this angle. But it's a good emulator of Flappy Bird. It is. I'll show you a couple more apps in the notes. But it's a really cool form function for Raspberry Pi. Like, I don't know, it's pretty neat. How much is this? This was a Kickstarter product. Was it? Yeah, I want to say it was in the $60 range. But that's mostly because there's an LCD. I've never played Flappy Bird before. Alright, I want to show you more stuff. I'm playing Flappy Bird, fuck off. Jeez. Alright, I'm done. How many did you get? I got one. (laughs) Better than you. Hard game. Uh... 
so getting out is a little bit tricky. I can push the buttons. There we go. Um, so yeah, putting it together was actually fairly simple. Um, the hardest parts were getting the pins uh -huh. in, the, in the right way, and then the little holders are really, really narrow, so you have to get it just right. I actually had to unscrew and get it back together again. Okay. Um, I've got a clock, got tic-tac-toe, um, got weather. weather. That's cool. I don't think this will work because it's, it's basically whatever's on, whatever's trending on GIFI right now. Okay. And this Why one hasn't worked for me. Um, but yeah. Why hasn't that one worked? I'll try it right now. It's, um, some of the apps, I don't know if I'm loading them wrong. I probably am. Um, if it, wor if it works right, yeah. If it works right, it would show all the Wi-Fi in the area. Huh. But yeah, that's a Tingbot. It's a... I've had a Raspberry Pi 2 now for almost a year and a half, and I've just been afraid to... Oh, there we go. Hey, look! So I'm not sure how to scroll. It's probably one of these buttons, or... Except for I'm not on there, so these must be your saved ones. I don't think so. It would be nice if I could get this to work, because as it stands right now, I only have one Wi-Fi saved. Um, it'd be nice to, uh, is this mine there? Anyway, I don't know if you can see, but I'm actually running this off of a portable battery, which is kind of cool. That's really cool. Um, so having a mini computer is nice. Um, it'd be cool if I ever get the time to learn to code a little bit. It runs on Python. That's not bad. Um. I have a Python book for you if you want. Yeah. We'll see. Is that you? No. But it's something different. I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on. Neither do I. Um, yeah, still playing around with it. I, I'm just happy I got anything loaded onto it. So I had to load the um, the OS to start with. I had to wipe a memory card. Oh, really? Get an um, image onto it to get the OS and blah, blah, blah. Where do you put like some sort of like, Android onto it? I don't know. Um, but yeah, it yeah, comes with uh, four USBs and a LAN cable. Oh, it's shit. Got, uh, there's a card right there. Nice. So if I cut a hole, there's actually an HDMI from the original Raspberry. No way. Well, the, that's how it read. That's, that's, that's true. the output yeah. for Raspberry Pi, but I think I'm going to leave it the way it is. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Little that's really device. cool. I'd like to have something. I'd like to actually, what I would like to do is get a script where um, it would just be on my Twitter feed. That'd be cool. Just scrolling. Yeah. Or, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, that'd be sweet. But yeah, take that. Huh. Cool. Tingle, tingle, bot. There's no power switch I've done. Just unplug it. That's weird. It is weird. It feels wrong. It does. So, last week we asked you guys a question. Uh, pumpkin spice flavored everything? Yes or no? And uh, Blinker writes in has, and says, I have to admit, I've had a couple pumpkin spice coffees this year. It's good. Just glad it's only seasonal. And then Anonymous wrote in and said, Tingle, Tim, Tingle, bot. And I don't know what the hell the pumpkin spice flavoring has to do with that. Maybe you're pumpkin spice flavored. I'm not really sure. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to try that. So I, I don't tingle my pumpkins. You don't tingle your... Never mind. Yep. Not going to go there. So, Tim, why should I like us race on iTunes and, and uh, YouTube? YouTube.com forward slash Pumpkin Play Gamer. Give us a rate. How about subscribe to us? Subscribe to us at YouTube.com forward slash... Why? If you don't subscribe to us on YouTube, then 
there will be an orange pumpkin head in the White House next year, and we're all going to die. We might have that no matter what. Nope. We can't promise this, that, Jim. This is the deciding God damn factor. It, Jim. This is the deciding factor. If you want an orange pumpkin head... Fueled, I'm not that good with my shot yet. Fueled with cocaine, <laughs> grabbing women all the time by their banani bits. <laughs> by their banani bits. Um, accessory. Grab them by the kitty cats. Yes. Um... If you want that to happen, go ahead and don't subscribe to us on YouTube and like us on iTunes. I mean, that might be kind of entertaining, like seeing him going to talk to like no. foreign people we can make and just mo- grabbing them by we, kitty cats. We can make a movie about that. We don't have to have it in real life. Okay. Because there will be nuclear warheads pointed our direction. <laughs> it will happen. Don't don't let this future happen. Like us. No, no, no. Rate us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Like us on Facebook because you never know when I'll drop a code to Gears of War. Facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Until then, we're going to have a break. Yep. We'll be right back after this music break. I was trying to get it I live. I want them dead presidents. I want to pull up. Head spin. Get it. Get flat. I got six jobs. I don't get Hey guys, and thank you for tuning back in. Um, it's time for tasty treats. So, Tim, what are we tasting with our treats? We got a local brew. Um, What's our teats treat? What are our teats <laughs> tasting? Wow, teats that poured beer would be amazing. Um, so well, I mean, you probably could. Never mind, I'm not gonna go there. You almost did. This is a local brew from Heathen Brewing, right okay. here, right here in Vancouver, Washington. Downtown. We've been there once, twice. Yep. Three times, um, four times. Yep, yep. Um, this is Son of Malice, their double IPA, or Imperial India Pale Ale. Um, yeah, it's eight point seven, so it's a bit stronger. Um, I know it's got some hops to it, but I'm not. Oh, ninety five IBUs. Ninety five IBUs, Woo-hoo. baby. Go crack yours first. Again, using our Trinidad and Tobago glasses. The cap gun from Ink Whiskey. Yep. So, I wonder how much... They're in New York Comic Con right now. I saw that. It was funny how uh, one of my Facebook friends was trying to tell me about it. Oh, yeah. We've already got all that. Yeah, we've... Sorry, we've already got all their uh, You better beat them. <laughs> the Castle Vodka last week for the... Yeah. Sapphire. Cheers. So this must hold a pint because there's still a little bit left in the bottle. Oh, that's good. Told ya. Mm. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> the fuck? Bowser almost jumped down on you, man. <laughs> what you doing, son? Alright, Tim. You ready for to kick it? Let's kick it. You Ready to afford to kick it? Let's sniff some butts. Sniff some butts. Yeah, my kick it this Tell week. Tell me what that butt looks like first before we go sniffing it. Um, I think uh, your dog might be more interested than you would be. So butt sniffing. You never butt. know about that. Butt sniffing pugs is a game we saw two years ago, at Pax. Yeah. And I hit a tennis ball. We had and a fun I sniffed t- your ass. You did. We we actually played uh, frisbee more than we did anything else. That's very true. Oh, and I bit an old lady for you. We did, and we put. Oh, I pooped all over this guy's uh, picnic. That's right, you that shit was, on the picnic. 
So let's back up a little bit. Butt sniffing pugs is a kind of a sandbox game. Yeah. And you are a pug, and you get only one action at a time. One like, power. One ability. So like we were playing uh, frisbee. That's yep. we had the ability to catch and toss and toss with our mouths. Um, later, I was able to poop, and that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I just went pooping everywhere. I like the biting ability. Biting is fun. Um, you can also pee. Um, yep. There's other ones. But to get these powers, to switch them, you have to sniff another pug's butt. That's yep. how you switch your powers. So there's um, in the game, there's a day and night cycle, and there's random puzzles or situations that will come up um, based on the time. So it's not always the same situation. And um, at PAX, they actually had these awesome controllers. They did. So instead of a mouse, they had a rolling trackball that was like a Wilson tennis ball. Yeah. Wilson, right? Yep. And um, instead of clicking a normal keypad, you would actually push a plush pug's butt. So that was pretty epic. That was pretty cool. And that's actually one of the rewards. No way. That remote? On the Kickstarter. It's a pretty expensive one. Oh, shit. That's so, so cool, though. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. Um... Actually, you know, do we want to hear from the developers? I kind of explained it already, but... Yeah, sure, why not? Okay, let's, let's take a listen to them. Hi, I'm Gabe. Hi! And this is my wife, Michelle. And together... And, and these are our pugs, Alice and Bella. And together with a bunch of our friends, we're making butt-sniffing pugs. What's butt-sniffing pugs about, Gabe? Well, it's a cooperative exploration game about pugs, but, but, and friendship that we're making for Mac, PC, and PS4. What are you doing it? Well, you help dogs get rewards, upgrade stuff in Central Bark. Okay, well, it's like one of those life sim games, you know, like Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley, games like that. Wait, is this even a real game? I've seen other Kickstarters and sometimes they- But you put it's real. <laughs> we showed the game at Expos all last year, pug butt controller and all. But as the game grew, we quickly realized that this project was too big for us to self-fund anymore. We need funding so we can spend a year working on butt-sniffing pugs full-time. So if we got this much, we'd be able to flesh out Central Bark with a couple worlds and release a basic version of our game. And even though we'd like to make our game the size that we've envisioned, with more worlds, online features, and more, that can only happen if we go over our goal and raise this much. So give us all the funds, please! We also need the funding so we can produce professional pug butt controllers. Wait, are you serious? Uh, yes. Some of the funding is for the game, but we also want to use some of it to manufacture some trackball controllers like the ones that we've made. How the pug are we going to do that on our own? Well, we already made an arcade cabinet with the Toronto International Film Festival, so we have the designs, and IndieBox-enabled gamers are going to help us manufacture them as well. Hey, I'm James Morgan, co-founder of IndieBox. We're really excited to be part of the manufacturing process. We actually manufacture things every single month. We create unique items like plushes, figures, replica items from indie games. And we couldn't pass up this opportunity to work with Able Gamers and Butt Sniffin' Pugs on this. So let's see what Able Gamers has to say. Thanks, James. I'm Mark Varley, founder and executive director of the Able Gamers charity. 
Able Gamers is a charity that helps break the barriers of social isolation for people with disabilities using video games. The people at Space Beagles reached out to us because they wanted to use butt-sniffing pugs as an avenue to talk about game accessibility. So they worked with us here at Able Gamers to make sure that the features that were needed by people with disabilities were included in the game, so that anyone, regardless of your ability, could enjoy this kind of strange game and really have fun with butt-sniffing pugs. I think this is a great Kickstarter project, and I really hope you guys support it. All right, so this uh, this uh, developers seem a little crazy, a little passionate about their game. Um, I love that they, they really like sniffing pugs' butts. I love that they spent time with able gamers to make sure that everybody could play this game. That's yeah. awesome. Um, Space Beagles is the development team. Um, so the backing levels. First of all, they're asking for sixty thousand. We got they just launched um, really recently. They're um, asking for sixty thousand. They got twenty seven eight. Um, 27,890 so far, so halfway there, basically. Um, so, looking good for them. Mm -hmm. I think they got some stretch goals, though, so it would be cool if they got some of those. Um, for 15 bucks, you get the game. Okay. Um, it's coming out Mac, PC, and PS4. And if you back at the $50 level, you get your name and the game's credits and some wallpapers. Uh, 20 bucks gets you an early beta sticker sheet. $30 gets your art book and soundtrack. Um... Skipping ahead a little bit, there is a there's a plush pug level where you get one of the a plush made out of the pugs in the game, and then the controller is what I'm looking for. Very last one. Very last one. Very last one. All right, we'd like to go to the last one anyway. Yep. Fifteen hundred dollars gets you the pug butt controller combo. You you are the true pug butt evangelist, supporter, and fan. Congratulations for being one of the few proud who will receive one of our new mini pug butt trackball controllers. Manufactured by IndieBox. If you watch the whole video, we kind of edited it down for time. If you watch the whole video, you'll see the guy. Um, I think we edited it out, but um, the guy who made the controller for this um, okay. backer level is pretty cool. You get there's only two of them gone. Wow, I mean it's a cool controller. It is a cool controller. Um, it'd make a pretty awesome gift for somebody who like was into pugs or something. Or butts. But who doesn't like butts? Everybody likes butts. They're funny. I mean, it takes a pretty niche market to be in the pug butts, though. I guess, yeah. So, you get your pet in the game as well, your dog's an NPC. You get two controllers. Oh, crap. That's cool. I didn't see that. It's two. That's, That's cool. So, yeah, that is um, Butt Sniffing Pugs. Definitely check out the, um, the video so you can see what it looks like. Looks like a lot of fun. Um, the, the short little bit we played was fun. It was a lot of fun. I might have to get this just because my kids would love it. Um, so I'm thinking the PS4 version, probably. Although the Steam version would be fine, too. Steam version would work for you. But my kids would like this. The kids would love this. So I'm going back and forth. If I want to drop that 15. I would drop the 15. I just might have to do that. You might just have to do that. You might see Plug and Play tweet, We just back but sniff and plugs. I mean, well, it pugs it. Huh? We just plugs and plugs. sniff the... Butts. We sniff so many butts. We sniff so many butts. That's all I did at PAX, walking around sniffing people's butts. Well, that was involuntary, unfortunately. Oh. It's not like it's something you chose to do, but... Well, kind of, depending on who it was. Let's just say you knew who showered and you didn't. It's true. I showered every day, for the record. Me too. But anyway, that's my kick at what's yours. Guys, I want to be a light seeker. Do you know? I want to be a light seeker, guys. 
So I'm going to let the developers talk about this really quick and then we're going to seek the light. Hi everyone, my name's Alan and I'm part of the PlayFusion team. We're an indie game studio of experienced developers with serious ambitions, making video games a more connective experience for everyone. Lightseekers is a brand new action-adventure RPG and it's also the centerpiece for our revolutionary new platform, meaning we can connect a variety of physical or digital media directly into your game. The game is set on Tantos, an exciting new take on the fantasy genre. We've worked hard to create a beautiful and exciting game world full of wit, charm and personality. You're part of an elite team of hopeful heroes, the Lightseekers, who are tasked with combating the overwhelming forces of the Undron. You'll adventure throughout Tantos, meeting its diverse characters, taking in beautiful locations, unlocking forgotten secrets on an epic adventure to save your world. Lightseekers will have hundreds of hours of story, gameplay, puzzles and mini-games, which we'll expand upon after the initial release. We'll also be updating and adding new content on a regular basis, with the community being the driving force behind what we create and expand on. We want Lightseekers to be easy for anyone to pick up, but offer depth and complexity demanded by serious gamers. Combat is cerebral and engaging, with exciting enemies and challenging boss encounters. You'll be able to choose up to seven abilities from the diverse list of attack, defend, buff, and debuff abilities. Customization is key. You can focus on any specialization you like the look of, and anything will work if played in a smart way. And there's much, much more. We'll also be launched with a next generation trading card game. It'll work as a standalone game with 386 cards on launch, featuring characters, weapons, and abilities from the Lightseekers universe. And the best part is, they utilize augmented reality to integrate straight into the game, providing collectors with rewards such as abilities, buffs, and pets. Last, but certainly not least, there's our digital action figures. Superbly crafted, articulated seven inch figures. They're also incredibly smart. Housing our powerful mini computer, they provide real time two way interaction between your hero and the Lightseekers game. They talk and use different colored lights to reflect your levels, status, and warn of impending danger, the ultimate companion to guide your gameplay experience. Each hero will also have a selection of weapons and accessories. These can be used on any hero, and once attached, appear instantly in-game, unlocking unique powers and abilities. Best of all, your physical weapons are actually leveling up and are individually yours. Trade one with a friend, and they'll get the powers you stored in it. Gameplay can be directly influenced by what you've equipped, and the one we're most excited about is the Flight Pack Accessory. Attach it to your figure and use them as a controller for your game. We've designed Lightseekers to be enjoyable as a standalone game and one that can be enhanced through physical and digital interactions. By combining electronic action figures, augmented reality, groundbreaking image and audio recognition, we're connecting entertainment in ways never seen before. With your backing, we can add more in-game content with exclusives for our Kickstarter community, additional figures and accessories, more connected elements for our transmedia ecosystem and continue to pioneer this new space. In the lead up to launch, we'll be sharing our plans with you, looking for your feedback and asking you to help us make important decisions. As an independent studio, it's really important to us that our fans and community are an integral part of the journey. There's loads of information on our page, so if any of this has piqued your interest, take a look. Thanks for watching and please back our campaign. 
So Lightseekers is a cool new type of video game trading card and digital action figure collection. So it's impossible not to compare this to um, Skylanders. Skylanders, but what's cool about it is in, in the video you saw that uh, you can swap weapons. Yeah. So like you could power up your weapon and separate then, from the character and then like swap it with another character. And take the same powers and abilities or sell yeah. it to a friend or yeah. give it to a friend. And the abilities transfer over to it. It's really cool. The aerial backpack allows you to actually control your character by tilting the action figure, mm -hmm. which is super cool. Trading card game is pretty cool. It uh, uses augmented reality, mm -hmm. um, which is starting to become a pretty big popular thing nowadays in trading card games that are new and upcoming. Not so much in established games like Magic Gathering and Pokemon, but... Oh, man. Magic with AR would be sweet. That would be sweet. Um, Imagine but, a planeswalker. Just oh like, my god, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Hey wizards, give me a call. We should talk. Mm-hmm. They, they have to have thought of shut it. Shut it. There must be reasons they're not. Yep. Um. So unique weapons, obviously, with special building game abilities that store your progress. Flight packs allow you to magically control your heroes on the move. Um. Interactions with cards, comics, posters, and videos in ways you've never seen before. So, we're going to go through the backing levels because this seems pretty cool. One dollar. You can make a pledge without a reward. I've never seen that before. I've seen it before. You have? Mm -hmm. I've never seen it before. That's weird. Keep it simple for a dollar. Do you get to say you backed them? Five dollars gets you a thank you. Uh, Ten dollars gets you a digital dabbler. You get everything in the supporter pack plus exclusive tier and two in-game pet and exclusive character skin. Um, keep it simple, pack. Just skip to the last one. All right, skip it to the... Well, I was trying to figure out where the hell you actually get the game. Well, okay. Well, I thought it was free to play. Oh, you're right. Um, and I think it, there's an iPad version. I believe you're correct. I am... I think they're mainly trying to sell the figures yeah, and the cards. Yeah, sorry. These are for the figures and stuff. I was like, why the hell is it not saying the price of the game? Duh! Okay, we're skipping that to the very most expensive one. There's a lot toward the end. Holy Ten thousand dollars. Wow. Lightseeker pack. Tank you very much. Everything you from the completionist pack, plus you guest visit the Play Fusion office in Cambridge, UK, and attend a VIP party launch. Airfare not included. Lame. Learn to drive Bertha the Play Fusion tank. And have a car-crushing experience. Yeah, that's right. We have a tank. You'll also receive a customized Lightseekers laser-engraved iPad Pro, 12.9 uh, inches and 128 gigabytes, to play the game on. Name an in-game arena. And get two exclusive legendary Tyrax skins and two legendary exclusive Mari skins. You'll also be recognized as Lightkeeper, Lightseeker, in the game credits, shipping included, subject to creative approval, Plug and Play Productions Arena will be coming soon. Yeah, it's better than Dildo Land. Oh, that's a good one. You get the name two arenas. That's what it says, subject to creative approval. It can't be... Tim. Anal Penetration. Tim, <laughs> Tim Zach's Anal Penetration Land. Zach's Anal Penetration Land. Watch out for the sniffing. <laughs> So, it's pretty cool. The art's really awesome. Um, I'm looking Color forward to playing it. is very similar to Skylanders, but I think the art's better. Very. Um, crafting and gathering, mini games, 
Customization with world cards. Build this your looks own like world. something that could really take off. I'm wondering how it will do once it hits the market. Like, it could be huge. As long as it's marketed well, it yeah, should do very that's well. That's key, but, I mean, toy-to-life games have had a bit of a hard time recently, and yeah. it's all about the marketing, like Disney pulling out. Yeah. I think Lego's still doing okay. <laughs> Get it pulling out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 that was pretty damn funny. Yeah, whatever. Uh, moving on to uh, game industry news. game releases. So, you've probably heard about the Galaxy Note 7 blowing up. Like, no, never. It's been on the news everywhere. So they recalled them to get the battery issue fixed. Yeah. And then the new ones started blowing up too. So, Samsung is like, alright, just pull the plug. Samsung's like, alright, we'll just give you the S7 for free. They are ending production on the Galaxy Note 7. And that's pretty big. That's huge. So the, what I want to know is like, what is so different between the battery for that and the S7? Well, it's a bigger battery for one thing. You know, you seen? Have you seen the Note? No. Oh it's, yeah, I've seen the Note. A, yeah, it's, it's a, huge. It's a phablet or whatever you want yeah, to call it. It's, it's a phone tablet. Yeah. Um. So it's a completely different battery. Um, okay. They said taking our customer safety as our highest priority, we decided to halt sales and production of the Galaxy Note Seven. Um. So they're still out there. I mean, they can't make you give them back, but they're you know. I wanted to blow up in my There's face. There's people that are hanging on to their nose. I, was, I say they love it, and, but you can't fly with it. Really? It's one of the first phones to be banned on flying. Oh, shit. Um, but because they're taking their... Customers, Somebody's like, this ain't no Galaxy Note 7. This is a HTC 7. People are, like, riding with, with a marker in the back. iPhone 7. <laughs> <laughs> iPad. <laughs> um, so not just uh, Samsung is, is, is Pulling uh, out. taking measures... Oculus has removed support for the Samsung Gear for the um, for all uh, Galaxy Note Seven. So if really, you, if you plug in like the gear that I have at home, if I was to take, actually, there's someone I work with that still has one, uh, a Galaxy Note Seven. And plug Your it restaurant's in. gonna blow up, bro. Well, just his area. Well, that's fine, I guess. So you'll see this on the screen. Customer safety is Oculus's top priority. Oculus is removing support for all Note 7 devices on the Oculus platform. Until further notice, Note 7 devices will not be compatible with the Gear VR. For more information regarding the Note 7, please contact Samsung directly. <laughs> Oculus is saying, fuck you. Yeah, we're not going to have you exploding on your face. <laughs> that sounded really wrong. <laughs> it's just about pulling out. Yep. Um, so, yeah, if you were looking forward to playing. That's insane. Yep. No more, uh, no more playing your Gear VR if you're a Samsung Note Seven owner. That sucks. It would suck. I'd be so pissed. I'd like demand not, the money back from my Gear VR. There's not a comparable model. Like so, so what are they doing for phones? And if they're telling them to return them again? Well, I mean, before they were issuing and new S Seven or people were waiting because a lot of them recalled, but and they had the same problem. So I'm guessing you just get a credit, like you'd have to get like the Edge or some other Samsung product or. Maybe they give you money LG. back. I don't know the details of the. Or you just go to an iPhone. And if you hate yourself. Yeah, I know, right? It's weird that iPhone does not have um, any kind of VR. That's, yeah, that's I mean, strange. It's really weird. Google came out with their uh, Daydream, or they announced their Daydream. Um, what is iPhone waiting for, for as far as VR? I don't think they're going to do it. You don't think so? They always do stuff a little late, and then they, they, do. they act like it's the first time it's ever happened. And then people 
eat it up. That's okay. We'll have our actual VRs by then, our yeah. PlayStation VRs and our Rift 2s. Exactly. Like, ha, oh, you little iPhone, you're so cute. <laughs> you're so cute and powerless. Anyway. If you got an iPhone, you might as well just go play uh, actual sunlight. Right. <laughs> That'd be depressing. <laughs> it's a, so, about no, as depressing as your... No uh, more realistic explosive experiences on Samsung. Uh, I mean, it's like the ultimate VR, though. You're like, oh my god, that fire really burns. Oh fuck, it really burns! Yeah, and then you got the scars to remember See? that forever. Actual VR, yeah. not augmented reality, real fucking reality. It's VR is so real. It's so awesome. I it felt burns. the heat in my face. Now I'm permanently blinded. All right. All right. Game you ready for game releases? Two game releases. Criminal Girls 2 Party Favors. I guarantee this game will be covered on buttonsmashers.com. I guarantee I'm Google. Let's see what the fuck it is really quick. Images. Yep, this will be covered either by Q or Jorge. Jorge, yeah. I think there might already be an article up about it, at least one. Oh, there might be. Probably talking about the booby size. I The next one I'm kind of confused Dragon about. Quest Builders? Mm-hmm. So Dragon, PS4 and Vita? Yeah, um, Dragon Quest has always been like more of an, a role-playing game, like a quest, you know. Mm-hmm. But Builders makes it sound like... Um, this is probably Build Your Own Adventure. You think? Or just maybe like a castle defense thing? or I don't know. I don't know. We're loading it up right now. I'm thinking it's probably along the lines of a builder. The next one really confuses me, though. It is definitely fucking Minecraft. Okay. It's Minecraft. Dragon Quest Minecraft could be alright. It's a... Uh, old-school adventures like The Legend of Zelda. Your character's adventure starts out like many typical RPGs. Along the lines of Minecraft, that's oh the what initial if, reference. What if Zelda made a Minecraft game? Oh, fuck me. So that's a day that I watch actual sunlight and then blow my brains out my backyard. But you play Crashlands. Like, you play Minecraft elements more than you realize. I know. Yes, you do. Go fuck yourself. Whatever. You're Go just... fuck yourself, Tim. Okay, your objections to Minecraft is it has shitty graphics, right? Yep. Okay, well... if it had, That had pretty good graphics. Maybe not your preferred art style, but... The dragon... Dragon uh, Quest Builders? Yeah, it looked like... Yeah, know, it looked fun. Chibi anime style. Yeah. It looked fun. So, it's really just the 8-bit, like, pixel crap you don't like. Exactly. Fucking Minecraft. Go get over it. Goddamn. I don't understand the next release at all. Metal Gear Solid, The Phantom Pain... What the fuck? It's already out. I don't understand. Xbox One, PS4. What? It's already out. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Why is this on here? I don't know. Did it come out October 11th last year and they just like accidentally copied it over? Maybe. Let's, can you Google that shit? Yeah, I'm going to Google that shit really I'll read quick. the next couple of ideas. Okay. Rise of the Tomb Raider, PS4. Yes, I finally get to play this game. It's been out for like, like a year on Xbox and PC. Wasn't sure my alpha could handle it, so I waited for this release on it is the definitive experience. Okay. Yeah. Should fucking say that shit. It should say definitive experience. Um. Rise of the Tomb Raider Blood Ties Xbox One. Is that like a DLC? That's the game of the year, basically. Okay. Because you, I believe, on yours you have yep. all the DLC. Yep. Yep. That's the, that's what I get for full waiting price for waiting a year. And full so price. this is. The same as what you got, except for they had to rename it. So, and they for some reason didn't put game of the year because it was not the game of the year. It was a good game, but um, you played it? No. 
But I've heard a lot of good things about it. I can't wait to play it, but I'm going to force myself to. Because Mafia 3. You have to play Mafia 3 first. I will. God damn it, Tim. Fucking hate this shit. Ruse, Xbox One, PS4, WWE, 2K17. <laughs> That's what it says! I know. It just That's cracks, what it fucking says! It cracks me up. God damn it, I kind of want to play it because it says 2K17. It's such bullshit. That Are you that into on. like MMA and wrestling games? I used to be, like, hardcore. Mm. Yeah. I used to love watching, like, MMA and wrestling when I was younger. Xbox One, PS4, 360, PS3, and PC. I don't know why they don't put say PC, but it is coming to PC. Valkyrie Drive Bikini. Bikini. Yep, that. Bikini? Bikini? Big Bikini. Gotcha. Bikini, honey. Big Bikini. Vita. I guarantee. No, actually, I know. Their article came out today. Um, on the buttsmash.com about this game. About big bikinis? Yep, you can check it out if you like at buttsmash.com. The next one confuses the shit out of me, just like, well, in a different way, um, the Metal Gear's Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary World Tour. Who's asking for this? <laughs> like, I mean, I love Duke Nukem. It's time to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Literally, gum. who's been saying after the last release that took, like, 12 years to make? I... I can't imagine this is going to sell... I mean, I, I wonder if, what they're pricing it at. Is it going to be full 60? I'll bet it's 20. No, no, no. This is for 3DS, isn't it? No, it's for Xbox One oh, and shit. PS4. I put it on Nintendo, so... Uh, the next part's what I'm excited about, because next week, the PlayStation VR comes out, and so we got some VR games. Ah, uh, um, yeah, bitches. There's going to be a lot of, there's a lot of crap that comes out, though, so i got to be careful. I'm going to read reviews if, I, if I'm not sure that I want it. Ace Banana is a perfect example of a game I would not buy without knowing what it was. What the fuck? Ace Banana, I don't know. Batman Arkham VR, I've heard some good things about, except that it's a pretty short, limited experience, but what is there is good. So, if it's in the $20 range... Dude, I'm... look what? at those gra- That That is the graphics for okay. this fucking game that they're going to be putting out on PS4 and Xbox One. Okay, I don't know how much that... Is this 20 Like, how much is this game? I don't know, I'll check it out. Alright, uh, more VR games. We got Drive Club VR for PSVR. It's coming to Steam, too, by the way. Okay. And it's going to be 20 bucks. Yeah. Jesus Christ. If I was a hardcore fan. Online co-op, online multiplayer, single player, so... So it's Duke Nukem 3D. I get that, but they've added online co-op and online multiplayer. That's insane. Sure. I mean, go for it, dude. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay more than five bucks for that. Neither would I. Shut Crazy up. Machines Three comes out for PC, Max, and Linux, and Motor Racer Four. Oops, I lost my place. Drive Club VR. Don't forget about that. I did. I got it. Motor Racer Four, Xbox One, PS4, PC, and Mac. I wish they would come to PSVR so I could come try to your ass and puke all over the place. So yeah, I'm gonna get that Thursday or possibly Friday because I'm actually having to ship to my mom's house. Why is it going to your mom's house again? Reasons. I'll tell you off air. Uh, Rigs, Mechanical Combat League. Hey, what state does your mom live in? PSVR. <laughs> Roller Coaster Dreams is one I'll be skipping. That's just okay. a tech demo. PSVR. Shadow Warrior 2 comes for Xbox One, PS4, PC. Super Hypercube comes for PSVR. Okay. Thumper is, um, this is interesting, it's PS4 or PSVR, so you can play it with or without virtual reality. Weird. World War Tunes looks like one I'll be skipping for PSVR. Huh. Yesterday Origins, Xbox One, PS4, PC, Disney Magical World 2, 3DS. 
Ten dollars the first one. Hatsune Miku, VR, VR Future Live, PSVR. The fuck is that? I don't know. You can Keep going yet. Okay. <laughs> Farming Simulator some weird. 17. Oh my god, this should be reviewed at thebunsmasters.com. Uh, there is another editor who might be reviewing this. This is not one I will be picking up, but um, you might see this on thebuttonsmashers.com. Um, Farming Simulator 17, I think. It's very it re- pretty colors on Google right now. It's just because it's not loaded. Um, I'm thinking the 17 refers to the year, not the fact is. I mean, is this really the 17th Farming Simulator? No, I think they mean to say, like, Farming Simulator 2K17, but they don't want to say 2K. Because they're not 2K. 2K, exactly. Skylanders Imaginators comes out for almost literally everything. Xbox One, PS4, 360, PS3, and even Wii U. Is that the only Wii U title up here? Maybe there's one more. Oh, that's the only Wii U title. How sad is that? That, wow. Yeah, I feel sad for my Wii U. Um, But that brings us to our question of the week. And we told you to wait, and hopefully you did, because our question is, would you like a season pass for Mafia 3 for PlayStation 4? We've got one. For PS4. So please have a PlayStation 4 if you respond and say yes. We would not. We'd like to have this code find a home. Someone can actually use it. But if you'd like a season pass on us, um, there's gonna be some great DLC for this game. Some amazing DLC. Definitely. Um, we'll put it up on Twitter to remind you all, and Instagram, and all the usual places. Yeah. But yeah. We got a code for you. Sweet. Thanks to Pax. So, guys, until next week on episode 115. Don't forget to check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Twitter and Instagram at Plug and Play Cast. YouTube.com forward slash Plug and Play Gamer. Unless you're already there watching us live on episode 115. Click the subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button, which is in some general direction. It might even move around on you. I'm not sure. It's below somewhere. It's down there somewhere. Just don't sniff his butt while you're there. (laughs) Don't forget to. Prime. Oh, wait, wait. Check us out at thebunsmashers.com. Yeah. And plugandplaygamer.com. Yep. You get your uh, cluster truck. Quick look. Cluster truck. Oh, fuck. Until next time, guys. Don't forget to prime and shine. <laughs>